Alrighty, hello everybody and welcome to Letterbox Book Club. My name is Claire. And I'm Mackenzie. And today we will be discussing Guild by Raven Kennedy, also known as the Plated Prisoner series. I was going to say, the first book in the Plated Prisoner series. Alright, I will start us off with Ziblib, or the Goodreads thing. Gold. Gold floors, gold walls, gold furniture, gold clothes. In High Bell, in the castle built into the frozen mountains, everything is made of gold. Even me. King Midas rescued me, dug me out of the slums, and placed me on a pedestal. I'm called his precious, his favoured. I'm the woman he gold touched to show everyone that I belong to him, to show how powerful he is. He gave me protection, and I gave him my heart. And even though I don't leave the confines of the palace, I am safe. Until war comes to the kingdom, and a deal is struck. Suddenly, my trust is broken, my love is challenged, and I realise that everything I thought I knew about Midas might be wrong. Because these bars I'm kept in, no matter how gilded, are still just a cage, but the monsters on the other side make, might make me wish I'd never left. The myth of King Midas reimagined. This compelling... Oh. <laughs> I mean, just continue on. I mean, you get into such the a zone. The myth of King Midas reimagined. This compelling adult fantasy series is as, a, as addictive as it is unexpected. With romance, intrigue and danger, the gilded world of Oriel will grip you from the very first page. Please note, this book contains explicit content and darker elements, including mature language, violence, and rape. It is not intended for anyone under 18 years of age. This is book one in a series. An alternative cover edition for this ASIN can be found here. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right, Kenzie, thoughts, feelings, and emotions. I'm sure we're going to have similar sentiments. (laughs) Uh, I liked it. Um, It felt very, I know it's a new adult, but it felt very young adult. Um, I was a little bit underwhelmed by it. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping it only goes up from here. But as a first book in a series, it hasn't really gripped me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm interested, but I'm also uh, still on the fence. I also have like half an hour left in the audiobook. I know how it ends, but I haven't listened to the ending. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, my thoughts, feelings, emotions, I kind of... I'm very much on the fence about it too. I mean, yeah, it's a good first book, I would say. But I felt like, I don't know, may have been gotten to a point where it was a little boring because, like, not a lot was happening Mm, in terms mm -hmm. of, like, the political conflict and a lot of... How do you pronounce her name? Oren? Oren. Oren and, like, Midas' relationship. Oh, in the audio book, it's like but... I just think of Lauren and dropping the L. Oh, nice. Anyway, but... Yeah, I, yeah, a little bit underwhelmed, and like when it did get a little bit adventurous, I did feel like it kind of dragged, just a little bit. But like, mm. see, I, I get too conflicted. I'm like, give me the adventure, but like the adventure is too slow. <laughs> Not mm. a lot is going on. I felt like the whole entire like the world building element of it was just really dragged out, or like the story of it was really dragged out, and there was lots of words and not much happening. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, like, there's only one real, I suppose, plot point that is prevalent until we get towards the end, of course, which is the whole Midas striking a deal with the other Fourth Kingdom king and then, you know, that's the big mm. conflict and the anxiousness of Oren mm. throughout. But um, I just I have a few qualms, and I'm sure you have similar ones, yes. if not the same. But, yeah, as I was just going to say before, yeah, it is. it kicks up towards the end, which makes me really intrigued to read the second book. Although I have looked at the f- one of the first pages of the second book, and it's from a point of view which I already don't agree with, so I don't know how this is going to go. <laughs> I uh, 
because I was audiobooking it, it was like um, narrated by woman and then man. So I thought it was going to be Julpov. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't. <laughs> and then also, I think I've seen like a little hey, bit you of You don't a know that because you haven't finished it. <laughs> oh, true, true. Um, I think I saw a little bit of a spoiler for like the next book. Oh, okay. But I also have never heard of that character. So I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. All right, for you, I know you're going to finish it, but just for the sake of uh, oh, I was going to say, can stuff. you spoil it? So I'm up to everyone. I'm just going to assume that you've read the book. Um, I have finished I'm the book. I'm up to, what's his name? Sale? I was going to say Slade, but that's oh, yeah. the next one. Um, Sale has just been um, babushkid. Babushkid? <laughs> Shish kebobbed. Shish kebobbed. <laughs> so... Yeah, okay, so from what it's been a few weeks since like I've read this book because we've been on a little hiatus because mm. of Kenzie having a baby. Oh, well, and which I is know, great. sorry, also that Oren turned the, the pirate, pirate. to gold. Yep, that's true. Yes, yes. Okay, so Sail dies because they are kidnapped by the, or they've been hijacked by the pirates at this point. So the pirates are very crude, and so they're making fun of Sail's name being a sail. So they like tie him to the sails, and like they completely like defile his body and stuff. Jesus and Oren finds that I know Oren finds that very disrespectful, of course. No and shit. So her, I think her and Rosa, I think, or Polly, like one of the other yeah. saddles, like they're kidnapped <laughs> together. And so Oren causes a kerfuffle to make sure um, Sail's body isn't defiled so she just like hurls him overboard as like a you know piece to the dead of mm. his body and all that stuff mm. obviously the captain doesn't like it um and we also meet commander rip or no we've already met him but like yeah. he comes about he's like a fey guy army and then ultimately captain fane i don't know essentially tries to or he does rape nissa who is nissa yeah probably one of the other saddles or is it rissa um could be Rissa. I could have misspelled it because I was <laughs> typing it late at night. Yeah. Um, and then, like, they have a battle, yeah, in, like, the captain's cabin. And, yeah, Oren turns him into gold. And then, yeah, they throw him overboard. Is there another pov at the end that I've missed? There, oh, yes, there is another pov. <laughs> yeah, the la- very last chapter is King Midas himself, his point of view. And uh, he's just received word that um, Oren has been hijacked or kidnapped, essentially. And he's all like, my precious... They have taken her from me, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so that's pretty much it. And then, yeah, I think Captain Rip has a chat with her at some point. And then they tell, there's this whole little backstory about how there was once a seventh kingdom because there's yeah. a first kingdom and whatever. Mm-hmm. And it just tells a story about, because the seventh kingdom is meant to be like a fey world, ancient yes. fey world. Yeah. And it tells the story of a girl crossing over, falling in love, blah, blah, blah. And they've been oh. banished and stuff. Cool. And that's essentially where magic came from. Right, cool. yeah, other than that, yeah, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty gnarly. Sure. And I, th- I think Oren also almost gets raped by Captain Fane. But she, yeah. yeah, but they managed to kill him. Yeah. But then that makes you question, does Midas, can Midas even turn things into gold? Or is it just Oren? Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's, that's it for you, Kenzie. Right, I don't cool. think you're missing out on much, but, but yeah, so this is a Midas, King Midas retelling. All I have known about King Midas is just that he can, whatever he touches turns into gold. I don't know anything else in terms of that mythology or yeah. anything like that, so. Me either. I also don't like him. He gives me really sus vibes. I saw a comment somewhere that he's like Tamlin in a way, but like worse. <laughs> yeah. 
Considering, also, I think, like, it's mentioned that he's seven years older than her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he rescued her when she was, what, like, 15? Yeah, something like that. It's crazy. Ew, and then they had sex in the snow. <laughs> hey, it's no different to Castile and Poppy having sex out in the woods when she's running away from him. <laughs> I don't care about anyway. the snow. I care about the age. <laughs> <laughs> the age is way across the line. Uh. Alrighty, let's go into qualms again real quick, just because I know we have the same ones, essentially. Yes. One brain cell between the two of us. Exactly. It it works super hard. It works overtime. I'm pulling up my notes. Alright. Well, I might kick things off. My first qualm was the overuse of the words words. (laughs) cunt and saddles. Yes. (laughs) Even to an extent, maybe even precious but yeah, those are the three main words that just like pissed me off the entire time. And another qualm was just the constant threats of sexual violence mm-hmm. towards Oren. Mm-hmm. But like, I'll get into that a little bit later. But yeah, and like with the word cunt, like we love the word, don't we, Kenzie? Like it's for but Australians, it's, very, it's a t- It's very violent. <laughs> it is very violent. But the word cunt comes with versatility. Mm. In this context, it's only used to reference Oren's vagina or golden yes. vagina or whatever. Yeah. And like, it just got overused, boring, really quick. The word, yeah, saddle, when you were first mentioning it to me, I was like, oh yeah, it's going to be like overused. But like, it is so, like, if I could get the book on a word document and word search saddle, like, I'd love to know how many freaking times it comes up. And it's like, we get it. And also like, I don't know, it just felt very anti-feminist. And like, I understand that there's like, I don't know, maybe one or two male saddles reference or whatever. But it's like, I'd honestly, I'd rather them use the word whore. <laughs> because yeah. at least whore, like is a human is a human being like the word is saddle yeah just dehumanizes them and i was like okay well i get like that's part of it as well but it's like why and then because Oren herself like she's trying to be woke and it's like i guess i am a saddle or whatever but then it's like she's referring to them as saddles constantly and it's like okay but you should have some sort of um emotion towards like empathy them. empathy yeah you should have some empathy for them or something instead you're just doing the same thing that all these other freaking cunts are doing <laughs> <laughs> see that was versatile <laughs> yeah <laughs> by calling them saddles I, I don't get it i feel like in the first couple of pages when because it opens up with an orgy like we love to see it yeah um very bold beginning mm. um i think there was Oren did describe something like of a concubine situation. I'm like, that's nice. And then it just mm. drifted to just saddle, 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 yeah. saddle. It's yeah. like she made up this new word, this, the word saddle to have a different meaning into this context mm. and she just ran with it. Yeah. And also saddle isn't even the right, right word. You sit on a saddle short to ride a horse, but you're riding the horse. Why don't you call them horses? <laughs> <laughs> horses. Yeah. Horses. I don't know. It's yeah. just overused. Um, and yeah. then... I felt like there are only three men in this world that don't give off rapey vibes and one of them, or maybe even two of them, are already dead. Yeah, two of them have been dead, dead. One has yeah, been shkabobbed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, another qualm that I had is <laughs> I feel like Raven was given a word count and she didn't meet it, so she had to go back in and edit it because when Sale is killed i'm not gonna say she's bobbed again <laughs> um when sale is killed 
there's a part and it's something along the lines of his blood bloomed like a flower or something and it's like we don't uh, like it's it's blood we don't need the beautiful artsy flowery language it just splattered everywhere yeah just say his blood's pouring out or he's just bleeding out yeah i don't know yeah i don't need the descriptions the artsy descriptions but the artistry kenzie i don't care i understand i've seen uh, in media, people be stabbed. I understand how blood pools out of you. Yeah, I mean, we've read a lot of books where there's been a lot of fighting and violence, so that's yeah. fair. Yeah, and also, yeah, it's kind of never described that way. <laughs> yeah. She just wanted to be different. Yeah, it's too soft. <laughs> too, so- <laughs> too soft. It's like, don't use the word cunt so freely, and then suddenly when someone is stabbed, oh, his blood bloomed like a blossoming flower. (laughs) I think it's where you draw the line. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Don't try and coddle me now. (laughs) This isn't a qualm, but this is turning into a trope, and it annoyed me a little bit. Um, I don't know if, if you probably picked up on it, but okay, so this is when Oren's like on the way to Midas on her little adventure, her little journey to the fourth kingdom. Mm -hmm. And I think there is a sense of danger. It's not when the pirates attacked, but it's kind of, or maybe it was before the pirates attacked. I'm not sure. But there's this moment where who's, who's the guy looking after it? I forget his name. Digby. Digby. That's it. What a name. Old mate Digby. (laughs) I knew knew someone called Digby. Wow. Mm. Lovely. Okay. Mm. Where is he now? (laughs) Don't know. And, like, because, you know, she's been sheltered and she's been essentially imprisoned for the past, like, ten years, you know, they have this very sheltered outlook on life. Um, And then once they get that taste of freedom, um, suddenly they want to run into danger head on Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because it's like, Oren, there is danger. Can you please go back into the carriage? And then she has that, like, moment of reflection where it's like, no, I've been hidden and sheltered for too long. I want to be there. But then, like, you're just putting yourself in unnecessary danger. It's probably just, like... Maybe just like a weird hero- heroism type of trope for our female main characters because Poppy does the exact same thing. Mm. No, ma- no matter like how experienced she was, but she would always run headfirst into danger despite having you know a sheltered life. And it's like you're making it hard for the people to protect you. This is a another qualm that I have. However, now that you've brought up Poppy, I will explain the differences. So <laughs> okay. I feel like Orin wanted to act, but she always acted too late or impulsively, for example, throwing the book at Rissa's head <laughs> because she saw that Rissa was tired and needed to go to sleep. She's like, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll throw a book at her head. And I'm sure there were other ways that she could have helped her without throwing a book at her head. <laughs> um, whereas Poppy, I understand, yes, she runs headfirst into danger, but I also think that she uh, thinks about what's going to happen first. For sure. Yeah, and yeah. also she is yeah trained and has these OP powers. Yeah, but also just on that book-throwing point, I feel like as we're reading, because it's first-person point of view, so we're reading as po- as Lauren, Lauren, Oren is, <laughs> is, 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 like, speaking and her thoughts and stuff. I had a sense that, like, her and Nyssa and all the other Saddles, they're not friends. Mm. So, like, even if she did try to help her out, I feel like whoever it was... Who was it, Poppy, mm. or Nissa, or whatever? Um, didn't want her help. Wait, also, or would have accepted. we're talking about Poppy from Blood and Ash when we're talking about Poppy. Oh yeah, fighting. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, there's no. As far as I'm aware, <laughs> as far as I'm aware, there is no Poppy in this series. Uh, yeah, but when Oren was throwing the book, it's like, well, I don't get a sense that they're friends. 
or that she would accept her help. Mm-hmm. So I was like, why do that just to cause a little bit of unnecessary conflicts? Even though yeah. you know we're we're seeing Orin trying to look out for the other saddles. Yeah. Also, I don't. We've been over this before. I don't like the use of sexual assault as yes. a plot device. Yes, I was going to bring this up in these yeah, young adult books, especially when. So I was going to say Poppy, <laughs> when Orin is. Uh, seemingly sold to folk for the night and then so it's implied that he is going to sexually assault her and then suddenly she's rescued at the last minute and then same with at the end with whatever the fuck his name is because there's too many weird names um yeah the pirate captain yeah when he is going to assault her and then suddenly she turns him to gold and i don't like that the main character gets out of these situations but other characters do have to suffer and then also, I think she talks about when she was younger, uh, her innocence was taken from her or something. And so, again, it's implied. And I just don't yeah, enjoy that as a plot device. Yeah, because I know you brought this up when we were discussing Crossed a few yeah. weeks back. And you just said it so succinctly. And like I feel like I didn't need to add to the conversation. But this time, after reading this book, I feel like I just have a little bit more to say. And um, I think... In these kind of fantasy books, like, how else do we define absolute dangerous men who have the power to, like, threaten and then enact these acts towards women, I guess? I see your bet and I raise you. Just, (laughs) they're straight up murderers. I know, I know. Like, I'll take murderers and, like, drug dealers and, like, genocidal maniacs over rapists any day. Yeah. I get that. But, yeah. And I think, I suppose, sexual assault, it's the most invasive form of harm that can ever be committed kind of on anybody, but more importantly, women, because it happens a lot more to women. Sorry to say that. Um, And yeah, it's just just an overused and even in this society, like unnecessary way to inflict that harm. Yeah, I don't understand why but yeah, they need to be described as like he's a rapist or whatever. Let's just say let's just stick with he he tortures people for fun. Sure. He I'll take torture. Mur- yeah, let's say he murdered his wife or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like if if he wants to commit genocide because I don't know, his enemy killed his lover, sure, like I'll take that, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um or why couldn't she just be sold as like, I don't know, as just a general slave or something instead yeah. of I'll take slave over just like a sex doll. But yeah, and there's just there's there were so many th- overused threats, especially from Falk to Oren. I suppose it just shows that he has he's the king and he has that much power, power and all that type yeah. of stuff. And oh, also, again, and I hate shitting on authors, but this is just what this is becoming. Um, I think she, they, them, Raven. I'm gonna say Raven because I don't want to assume has taken the show. Don't tell literally like too far <laughs> right, yeah. because every time folk is described with his crown or whatever it's like a skew on his head and i get the imagery is like showing that he's a fool or whatever and yeah. that he's stupid but you don't need to say it every time you look at him and you see right. that his crown is on his head like it doesn't have to be a skew every single time i didn't really notice that but i'm glad you picked up on it yeah it's just like they overly emphasize yeah like how it's how lazy or sloppy yeah. he is you've already described him as an oaf essentially you don't need to then double down on that or triple down on that <laughs> and then it's shown in the dialogue with the how he talks and everything and just his general description how he's a pretty tubby unattractive looking king and all that yeah. type of stuff anyway. it's fine we understand we get it <laughs> yeah yeah um and we get that he's arrogant in that he has the alliance of Midas and he feels untouchable as well. Mm. 
that was the only thing I didn't see that twist coming. I knew that there was something, but I didn't see that Midas was just like, YOLO, send your men in, I'm not sending mine, he he he. Yeah, it's like, it's as if he just got bored and is like, I want to start a war. Yeah. And it's all for some mines, so obviously, I don't know, something's going to have to come up in the future about how significant these mines are. Mm. So yeah, I want to talk about Midas and like Oren's relationship. Because I yeah, feel like I hate it. there's supposed icky. to be one. There's supposed to be one, but the, but is there really one? No, it's icky. He uh, has a savior complex. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I just, I understand he wanted to be king or he wanted to save the kingdom, etc. He's a martyr, good on him. But then, he so he marries, that's fine. And then I'm sure lots of royal people have their uh, mistresses on the side. That's fine. We've all seen Tampon Gate. <laughs> Um, what? Oh yeah, Tim Monge, yeah. sorry. <laughs> That's a TikTok. <laughs> um, but I just, uh, I, I want there to be more story about, I don't understand how he went from simply just having Oren as his mistress to then having one million mistresses, whores, saddles, saddles. Or whatever. Because also, yeah, his wife's barren, but just fuck Oren, like. And then yeah, also, do you have any? I there's no mention of any tonic. <laughs> <laughs> no, everyone. He's just everyone's just going to get pregnant at the same time, and exactly. they're going to wonder why. So is there just one million little Midas bastards running around, or how come Orin hasn't had a baby? And then if he does have a baby, do they get magical powers? There's a <laughs> maybe lot missing her, from this book. Maybe her golden eggs are too hard for the sperm to penetrate. <laughs> Yuck. That's why she can't get pregnant. I don't know about anybody else. But that's and why also, she can't. when did his power manifest? Because why couldn't he just save the kingdom back in the day by just turning a bunch of see, things into gold and then selling it to other kingdoms? See, I'm under the assumption that he's a fraud and that she's been the one turning exactly. Into so this gold. is what I'm saying. Yeah, this but is then, why he saved her. But then, because I like to potentially spoil myself, I'm like, so what is King Midas's powers in Guild? And it's all just coming up that he does turn things into gold so like i'm not 100 percent sure yet but in my mind right now in this moment i do think he is a fraud and that's yeah. what his wife is on about but yeah. then why would Orin agree to that or maybe she's just under the assumption that yeah because he's she that has martyr. stockholm syndrome and i was gonna bring that up as well does she actually have stockholm syndrome but like he saved her and then imprisoned her but yeah. is it really well, this is what the thing i'm thinking that he saved her because he knew that one Spoiler, she's definitely Faye, for starters. Yeah, 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 she's so Faye. she's going to be Because Commando Rip called her something, and I wrote it down. She's like a, um, he, where is it? He mentioned, um, he called her like a goldfinch or something. So that's obviously different. That's a bird. Well, there you go. Yeah. Do you like her and ribbons? Shut the fuck up. I'm not done yet. I'm getting to them. <laughs> So yeah, I'm assuming that he stole her because he saw that she had, he knew that she had the powers or whatever. And then, yeah, he's just gotten her to do it. Or like, I'm thinking that maybe she doesn't realise, but maybe she's got a sort of um, uh, like telepathic thing going on. That okay. if he's touching her, then he can like gold touch things. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. All right. Okay. I was trying to follow you where you said like telepathic. I'm like, I think you're going a bit too far there, Kenzie. I don't understand. No, no, no. Sorry. But like perhaps. Yeah. A, like yeah. she could share that power in a way. Yeah. yeah. And she's unaware that she's doing it. 
Right, okay. Because I think it's mentioned as well that she says, oh, for I can gold touch things I've only realised for the last few months. So I'm thinking that she's realised that she can do it and she thinks she can do it because he gold touched her. But I'm thinking that she gold touched him. Oh, I get that. I love it. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. But he's still a fraud because he's still intent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next. Her friggin' ribbons (laughs) on her back. They're tendrils. They're not ribbons. They're tendrils. I was so confused. I was like, do you just have dangly ribbons hanging out of your back? Always. I just imagine. I tried to look up an image and, like, it just. the, but the way, you know, the artist makes it, it does kind of look like ribbony, but like, I just think they're tendrils. I need to look it up because I haven't and I'm confused. I reckon they're just gold tendrils. Orin Guild Fan Art. I mean, it. Uh, see, some artist description, it they I do look like ribbons. For yeah, we are going to be. I, I'm inadvertently spoiling myself, but I'm going to forget this soon anyway. So. Oh, okay, I just spoiled myself immediately. <laughs> But I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> We've been you. Never trust the first relationship. Pardon? Never trust the first relationship. Well, I didn't anyway because she has Stockholm Syndrome. But oh, no, they just look like fucking literal ribbons. Because they're taking the description seriously. Seriously, I yeah. could I couldn't imagine ribbons for the life of me. I just imagine like sentient tendrils because she can control them. Seemingly can have a mind of their own. Yeah. And then also, okay, that person is hot. Do not look up who it is. Do not look at the description. No, of it's the already art. said. I know who it is now, but it was a spoiler right. that I saw. But I don't. It know might it's come about. It might give you the encouragement just to just continue reading. I will. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but like <laughs> I saw this coming. <laughs> Even before I spoiled myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. King Midas. I don't trust him. Obviously. Yeah. Poopy bum. Yeah. Firstly, he says such lovely things to Oren when they're by themselves and it pisses me off because he just goes and has an orgy in front of her and just forces yeah. her to watch. It's like, you don't love someone. Um, and like, yeah, he protects her or he tra- keeps her in a cage under the guise of protection and because, you know, he's the king's favoured, the king's precious and no one else is allowed to touch her, blah, blah, blah. His over-possessiveness is annoying. Again, for somebody who just has orgies with all the saddles and just fucks all the saddles, like he's unnecessarily protective. Yeah. Um, but I guess it is because of that thing where, like, he ne- either he needs her to help him turn things into gold, or she turns things into gold and he takes the credit or whatever. So anyway, yeah, he needs her in that aspect, but like, I don't think he loves her. But he obviously loves having her around. And then, yeah, Oren herself, she's just, she had a lot of... She's a dumb <laughs> Stockholm Stockholm pick-me vibes. I'm just, she was just such a weak female main character. Yeah, I'm sorry. And just can't relate. And that's a, that's a shame because she has all that also trauma behind her as well. Like, you don't want to be like, the trauma is letting her down, but it's it's just the poor writing of her. Like, she, And like, even with the captain, with the pirate captain person, like, she doesn't know how to fight properly, but she's obviously managed to dispose of him. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe this is, I suppose, but again, this is really early on. Like, we've got to start somewhere. There's got to be development somewhere. Maybe she becomes... A commander of an army herself by the fourth book. Who knows? Too weak in the beginning. And then, yeah, runs headfirst into danger because, you know, she doesn't want to be sheltered away anymore. <sighs> Alrighty, maybe we can... Any more qualms? Um, the whole book? <laughs> I don't know, it just... I kept waiting for the story to pick up. 
and it didn't. Okay, also, let's talk about the snow pirates. Because I'm like, he he, evil Santa. Because <laughs> I'm like, picturing like sleds as pirate ships and then yeah. evil reindeer. <laughs> I think it's just because it's snowy terrain. Yeah. Also, they came out of nowhere. Like, in the. I wished that earlier in the book there had been, I don't know, one of the. I don't know, a messenger had come through or whatever and said, oh. We're back from delivering this message, but we ran into some trouble with the snow pirates or whatever. Like, a bit of... I know you agree, don't you? Hang on. Yeah, I wish there had been a bit of foreshadowing for the evil Santas. Evil Santas? That's all you're going to refer them to? I mean, let's hope we never see evil Santa or Santas ever again. It's probably a one-and-done encounter. Alright, so for the plot of the book, this book is made up of technically seven but six kingdoms and they have very creative names first kingdom (laughs) second kingdom third kingdom fourth kingdom fifth kingdom sixth kingdom this book surround is uh surrounds uh fourth fifth and sixth with the mention of the seventh which is the fey kingdom um and we are following along king midas who is the ruler of the sixth kingdom and this is the first half of the book is initially the like set up of Orin and her predicament and being caged and just her life in the kingdom and everything and as well as the political aspect and alliances between King Midas and King Fulk of the Fifth Kingdom. Each king has a magical power because that's how they that's how I suppose prestigious the royalty is. Like you can't be a ruler without a power. Yep. And so King Midas is feeling the itch for some war because he's fucking bored with his life. Um, and so him and King Folk plot against the fifth, the fourth kingdom, which is led by King Ravenger, who is also known as the Rot, because his power is pretty much like rotting land. I was going to say how smells. shit that like he like Midas can uh, presumably gold touch things. Um, Folk can turn like duplicate something twice or well, once. Sorry, like so he can he can duplicate things. So he could touch a piece of gold and turn to another piece of gold. Anyway, and then you get, oh, you can rot things. <laughs> but, like, I feel like it's, by the sounds of I this, it sounds that, pretty OP. Know, I also because think that's like a red herring. Sure. I'm <laughs> sus. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did enjoy that we got a further description of the rest of the kingdoms, which was nice. Um, I'm personally not going to go through them right now, unless you no, want me fine. to. You don't, you don't need to. Okay. And um, so, ultimately, yes, King Folk and Midas are in cahoots. Midas needs Falk's army. And also King Falk is actually getting very arrogant and pretentious about being allied with Midas because, you know, he can share his riches to Falk and all that type of stuff. He just kisses up his ass, etc., etc. And then this is where the deal comes in. Um, give me your army and I will give you Orin for a night um, because Falk really wants that golden cunt. <laughs> Love this for us. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and he likes to say it. He likes to say, I'm going to have my way with you, you know, when I spend my night with you, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's just fucking gross. Disgusting. Oh, I really liked um, the captain's um, description of when I return her to Midas, she will be a cum-filled golden yeah. something. Oh. And I was like, that's nice. I know the descriptions are very nasty, <laughs> very gross, very and over I was the like, top. What century are we in? Because do you like who calls it cum? In like it's like yeah, you call it cum, but you won't call it vagina a vagina or a pussy. Yeah, and you have 
you don't have indoor plumbing, but you know what cum is. You know? <laughs> you feel me? It could, it could be worse. It could have been seed. <laughs> seed is better than cum. It's too modern. It's too modern a word. Alright. Right. Also, quick pause. No. Because I wrote this down and I feel like it's going to be important. Fuck you. <laughs> um, really important to Oren. Oren revealed that her mother would tell a story about stars being goddesses waiting to be born. I feel like that is foreshadowing. Oh, yeah, no shit. To an what extent. Of stars? Gold. <laughs> Bit on the nose, nose isn't it? <laughs> My AirPods are about to die, so I might have to switch um, in a minute. I've been on them like all afternoon. They've lasted so well. Um, so, yeah, I feel like that's going to be a thing. But, yes, so. Midas baits, t- really baits Oren into this deal uh, without her knowing, and she gets... My, sorry, phone is about to die, so I'm plugging it in. No, I'm plugging it in, but it just means my audio is going to change, sorry. That's so weird. No, 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 like, because I had my um, mic plugged into my phone, but I had oh. to unplug it. Because my oh. phone only has uh, one phone. I see, I see. Tis a, a confield hole. <laughs> USB-C, USB-C hole, USB cum hole. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we're sounding like the other podcast. Let's reel sorry, it back sorry, in. Sorry, sorry. The other um, podcast. <laughs> yeah, so Oren is. <laughs> so yeah, Oren is upset because she feels like Midas doesn't trust her. Yeah, because he, he doesn't, doesn't feel love like me, she babe. could give off an authentic. Yeah, he doesn't, and he, she, he doesn't feel that she would give off an authentic performance. You know, in that regard, um, and so ultimately Midas betrays Folk, and he. There's a kerfuffle and they kill him and then he assumes leadership of the fourth army because he's like, we're best friends, we're allies, so how am I going to honour my friend than to lead his kingdom? So then Midas fucks off. Oh, we also meet Queen Melina, who is Midas's wife, who, yeah, is uh, unable, to, unable to provide an heir. And essentially, again, in what world, she being a woman and unable to provide an heir, she technically has no power. Well, I suppose she also has no actual magical power, so that's why she can't yeah, rule. Yeah, that's why she had to marry Mightas. Mightas, I love it. <laughs> Mightas, the tight ass Oi. as well. Far out. <laughs> uh, for those who don't understand the colloquialism, it's just because he doesn't share his wealth. He hoards his wealth as well. Anyway, and I think they find out that Falk is a flesh trader as well, and that's why. And that brings it back to, like, Oren being, like, I wrote down she was like victim of like child trafficking at a young age, which I feel like it makes sense. And so, yeah, Midas really kills him for that. And yeah, he assumes leadership of the Fourth Kingdom. And then that's when he's separated from Oren for a few days. And then she gets has an adventure uh, to meet him there. And then then all hell breaks loose, and her and her convoy are kidnapped and and or killed. And so then we meet obviously the bad, the evil Santas and the pirates. I got the a little bit confused. <laughs> the shishkabobbers. The babushkas. They're in airships and stuff, right? Not like... I know they're like pirate ships, but like... It's like airship style. They're not on water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're being pulled by the, the, the fire claws. Oh, oh, yeah, the cats. That's right. Yeah, the evil <laughs> I reindeer. I don't know what I'm thinking about. It's been a little while. <laughs> the evil reindeer. <laughs> um, and Digby the guard is with her. He is like her... Her, her grounding like she tries to be friends with him and he takes his job way too seriously he, I feel like he's not getting paid enough for this nonsense yeah. um, and they go past like a very poor impoverished town and then Oren has a kind of slap in the face moment where it's like 
well, Midas has all this wealth, mm. and like he is not helping his community. Yeah, he's he's, so he's whole. Little... Yeah, and then that's when we have the flashback of he's like, I'm gonna save the kingdom, blah blah blah. And so it's that she's starting to have that realization that oh, he said he was gonna save the kingdom, but he's not actually saving the kingdom. Yeah, yeah. But I also think it just went right over her head. Sorry, I've been saying fourth kingdom. It's fifth kingdom. Folk is, yeah whatever anyway but yeah and then she has that moment where like she has to give she gives a couple of the poor children some money or something or something golden and like they all realize it's her and then they all like surround her and stuff and it was a pretty scary moment but again like everyone's like all right Oren, you can come back now you can like look but don't touch type of thing but she had to take it a step too far anyway but yeah then she realizes that Midas is actually selfish and he's only in it to appease under the rich folks and then they're kidnapped by the evil Santas. And we learn that the evil Santas are in cahoots with the fourth kingdom, with King Ravenger and the Rot. Um, and this is where we meet Commander Rip, who is the head soldier. And we learn that he is Fae. And then that's where we get this whole backstory about the Fae being essentially rare and separated from this humanish world. And how do we feel about Rip? I feel like you know how I'm going to feel about this. He's the, he is one of the three non-rapey men. What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> And there's a lot of, but there's a lot of <laughs> similar actions and dialogues when other people were interacting with the pirates. Because it's like, I'm going to leverage Oren for a bunch of money or whatever. And then like, yeah, Commander Rip would come in and be like, all right, we'll buy them off you. And then it's like passed off to somebody else to almost like just getting auctioned off in a way just felt overused as well. But eventually, yeah, Commander Rip essentially buys the remaining survivors of the initial attack and stuff, which includes the other saddles. And then, yeah, Captain Fane, I think they wanted, like, one... He wanted one night with one of the saddles or whatever, and then Oren's there as well. And, yeah, all hell breaks loose. And she's there. <laughs> <laughs> she's there, yeah, pretty much. I think it got to a point where, like, Nissa, I think, took her job as a saddle... A saddle whore, Rissa? whatever, prostitute... Rissa. I'm pretty sure it's Nissa, but it could yeah. be Rissa. I'm sorry. I'm going to get this wrong the entire time. Maybe I'm getting wrong. I don't know. But I feel like, yeah, like she took the job as a prostitute well, like appeased Captain Fane. Then it just got to a point where he, he was hurting her and then he wouldn't stop. And then that's where the issues kind of arose. And that's where Oren felt protective. But again, it's like y'all aren't friends. They don't like you because you're selfish because <laughs> you are the, the favorite. And then, yeah, ultimately, very last chapter, as I said, King Midas is his point of view, and he's just received word that Oren is um, being held for ransom of sorts by the Fifth Kingdom. Um, and yeah, that's where we leave it. I know, right? <laughs> you just had a big yawn. Sorry. <laughs> crazy. That's crazy. I love this. It is book. crazy. <laughs> oh, and on the way, she, of course, befriends Sale, which is another guard amongst the con convoy, and they have a good little friendship, and then, of course, he has to die. Yeah. That is becoming too consistent of, like, a trope. Yeah. Fourth Wing from Blood Nash. Mm, I'm not about it. <laughs> not about it. And then, yeah, now, look, it was upsetting about Sale, but it was just so funny how they tied him, his body to the Sales, because his name was Sale. <laughs> like... <laughs> It's gross, but it was funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so not a lot really goes on. The first half could be seen as as boring and stuff. But so yeah, Midas is after these mines in the fifth kingdom. So we shall see how everything plays out. All right, shall we go to our stars? Do you have your stars? Sure. Yeah, I have my stars. Right. Um, 
we go to the stylist that listen. Um, ow, 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 ow. Um, at the end of our podcast, we like to read a one-star review and a five-star review. And we read our one-star reviews first because we like to end on a positive note. Um, the book does have a 3.6 on Goodreads. I know, which it's not great. great. <laughs> but, like, it's average. But, like, it's fine. It's it's just not everyone's cup of tea, which is fair enough. It's also a, a TikTok sensation type of book as well like i've um, seen a lot on TikTok. Yeah, so i'm gonna read a one star and apart this is one that like yeah encapsulates kind of what i think i hope we haven't got the same one yeah but also i'm just going to say that a lot of the other uh one star reviews are very much the same of this needed more trigger warnings this was very rapey all the men are rapey the female main character is weak blah blah, blah which are all sentiments that i agree with um, so I'm going to read. This book had absolutely zero plot, 375 pages, and literally nothing happened. It's obvious the point of this book was to set you up for future novels, but did the author really have to deny a single plot to follow? There is nothing slash no one to root for. I'm disappointed. Love that. I have two one-star review because they're funny. One of them is just a sentence, and the other one's on point. All right. My first one-star review. This book was written so the author could say the word cunt and not be judged. <laughs> And then I just realized the other one is like a par like just a small paragraph of like a whole thing, but like I f- feel like it encapsulates everything anyway. Um, this is incorrectly marketed as a reimagining of the King Midas myth. However, aside from the whole turning everything to gold with one touch thing, there's literally zero mythology in this book. You can't learn a single thing bar the name of the guy with the golden touch. And then there's more, but like I didn't realize it when I screenshotted it, but, which is fair enough. Like. As someone who knows nothing about the King Midas myth, um, surely you implement some of that history within itself. Um, but I don't know. They could just weave it in. All right, I have one. I'll, I'll kick us off. All right. None of the books I've read lately have felt original. Either I found the plot boring or I already know knew a similar one from another book. But not so guild. I don't know why it's like that. Um, I was immediately captivated by the story and oh lord, all those twists and turns. I don't want to give away too much. Just read it and make sure to set the trigger warnings before. Mm. Um, make sure to check the trigger warnings before. I'm going to read one that's I can't read. about really the plot or anything anyway, but it's funny. Well, I didn't think it would ever be possible to hate a male lead more than Tamlin, but here we are. <laughs> yes. I don't even hate Tamlin Good. that much. Nah. You could still believe their love to an extent, yeah. and then you just see the red flags afterwards. Yeah, like, and he was doing stuff out of love. Like, Midas is doing it out of selfishness. Tamlin, at least, was genuine at one point yeah. in time. Midas is just using her. Oh. He doesn't love her. Alrighty, thanks for listening. Yeah. Also, um, thank you. Yeah, thanks for listening. Um, but also, I don't know when this is going to come out. It's going to be a few weeks away. But this is Baby Poppy's first feature on the podcast yes, we love puppies. <laughs> so yeah we took a little break a little while ago and kenzie had her baby yeah, she's Yay. stinky she's so stinky <laughs> where's the, no fresh baby smell where's it gone no she does have the fresh baby smell but babies just stink man like they're sweaty and they get stuff stuck in their rolls and they just poop <laughs> yeah it's like the, a good the, stinky the, be- the beauty of motherhood yeah. <laughs> can't convince me to do it <laughs> yeah Anyway, but yeah, congratulations to Kenzie. It's been such a fun time. It's been such a fun break as well. Yeah. I've missed having, like, to write things down, though, and think critically. <laughs> Just, like, the routine of it all yeah, as well. Yeah, 
Yeah. So if my calculations are correct, this is coming out the beginning of November. Yes. So it will be a little while away. Anyway. But yeah, thanks for listening. Check us out on the socials. You can, link is in the bio of Instagram. You can find us in all the places. And link in the bio of TikTok. Yeah. Also, okay. rip Google Podcasts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Google Podcasts is going down the shit up. Yeah. I think we, we curse manifested yes. that shit. <laughs> we were like, no one listens to it. Oh, well. <laughs> anyway, but yeah. That would be old news by the time this comes out. Yes. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. Catch us next week for the second book which is Glint. Glint, I think, yeah. All right, thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.